Welcome to the Learn, Move, Improve podcast. I'm your host, Dave Maloney. My mission with this podcast is provide you with practical information on how to optimize your mind and body so together we can live a high-quality, pain-free, fully functional life. Let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show again. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate all the support. And you're taking the time to listen to what I have to educate you on today. Today, episode 12, this, the free secret to improve your performance. Now, what do you think that is off the top of your head? If I'm giving you a free secret to improve your performance, what comes to mind? Okay, I hope something came to mind. It's sleep. Sleep is the most underrated, non-talked about secret to improving your performance. And it's free. So a lot of the information today I have taken from TFC Audio Project, the Foot Collective. Those guys are really on the right path to helping this world become a better place. So check them out. Uh, Their podcast is TFC Audio Project. And you can find them on the Foot Collective on Instagram and footcollective.com. They get a lot of their information from Matthew Walker, the author and sleep expert. His book is Why We Sleep. Very important topic. Very eye-opening stuff if you've never even cared about your sleep or even thought it affected you. So I'm going to get into some things today that you may have never heard of or thought twice about. So I'm going to start with a quote by Matthew Walker that goes... Scientists have discovered a revolutionary new treatment that makes you live longer, enhances your memory, makes you more creative, more attractive, keeps you slim, lowers food cravings, protects you from cancer and dementia, wards off colds and flu, lowers your risk of heart attack, stroke, and diabetes, and if you take it, you will feel happier, less depressed, and less anxious. That is the benefit of a full night of sleep, which again, I'll say one more time, is free. Absolutely free. There should be no excuse as to why you don't get a full night of sleep. There are things that get in the way. Okay, take that back. I know a couple couple of my clients now have young children. That's probably the main thing that I see is young children waking up in the middle of the night and waking up their parents. So that obviously is out of your control. And there may be other factors like travel that are hard to work around or flying on uh, you know, red-eye flights and so on and so forth. But the bottom line is you need to take your sleep important and it needs to be integrated as a healthy routine that's prioritized. So like I was saying, it flies under the radar and it's a big kind of addition to this public health crisis that we don't talk about. Um, We all know that when you have a good night's sleep, you feel good. You wake up, you're not stressed out, you're not worried, you just feel that much better when you wake up. And we're probably the only species that deprives ourselves from sleep without any really legitimate gain. So we'll stay up all night on our phone, we're doing work on the computer, or on Instagram, or watching things on Netflix, and to basically make our next day that much worse, is we're staying up while it's 
dark outside, we're still staring at screens or trying to get work done when we really should be sleeping based on our physiology. So a lot of people don't realize that they're sleep deprived. You know, a lot of people kind of pride themselves on not getting a full night's sleep. And it's not really something to be, be, be proud of because you're essentially killing yourself and you're weakening your brain and you're giving yourself a higher chance of a lot of diseases, sicknesses, and mental struggle and stress. So the, the problem is, is that if you can't wake up without an alarm clock and you need caffeine to feel alert, you're probably not getting enough sleep. And if you're not getting enough sleep, obviously you're not going to be at your optimal state throughout the next day. So are you sleeping less than the amount of humans need to recover optimally and function like a normal human? So what does that mean? So let's take a look at a statistic. 1942, the average hours of sleep in America was 7.9 hours. Today, the average is 6.30. So they went from just about sleeping 8 hours a night in 1942 to today, we sleep an hour and a half less. That's a problem. So like I was saying, some people are proud of it. Like, hey, I just work my ass off. I work and I work and I work. Well, that's not great because by the time you hit 60 years old, your brain's going to be shot. Your body's going to be shot because you never recovered. So let's get into more in depth in the consequences of routinely sleeping less at night. So routinely, meaning you probably sleep less than seven, eight, nine hours every single night. Your immune system will suppress and it doubles the risk of cancer. And it ages your testosterone production by 10 years. That's some, some really scary consequences. They even say that shift work is officially now a risk for cancer. So all those folks, I give you my utmost respect to work at night, EMTs, firefighters, uh, construction, police officers, military, there's several different occupations, but if you are up at night, it's really not good for your health, and I'm sure you already know that. So I think there has been a, a miscommunication in a lack of awareness. So like I was saying, a lot of people don't understand this, and even in my younger years, through college and high school, I never even cared about my sleep. You know, I wasn't educated on how I should get a good night's sleep and why it's important. Um, that's why I'm here telling this to you today. Uh, it's, it's huge. I mean, you should be going to your doctor or any healthcare physician or, or no matter they're your personal trainer, your chiropractor, your massage therapist, your physical therapist, your osteopath, your surgeon, whoever your psychologist, your mental health coach, your health coach, they should all be asking you, how's your sleep? And if not, I would question, I shouldn't say question their knowledge, 
but I would look for somebody who cares more about these healthy lifestyle tips than trying to prescribe you some medication to help you feel better. So we're hugely, hugely removed from our nine hours of what we should be getting. So there were a couple studies that showed that we have all this information now, right, of technology, and we, we can find anything we want just by searching it in Google. And with all the information out there, there's still a lack of awareness, again, on sleep. And this study showed that when they remove the technology, because a lot of us, including myself, I realize it's the sun's going down, I might be on my phone doing some things, maybe I'm posting something on Instagram, or I'm talking to uh people and texting or researching things or watching a video, whatever it may be, listening to a podcast, that when you remove the technology at night, you automatically go to bed earlier and you wake up earlier because there's no reason to be awake. There's nothing to do. It's time to sleep. So that's just something to think about that we're constantly essentially distracted when it's time for us to go to sleep. So you may say you have insomnia um, or anxiety and you're up at night due to a bunch of mental thoughts, but a lot of times those start to occur because you're having poor sleep and it's kind of a vicious cycle that just keeps coming around. So if you have anxiety and you sleep four hours, you're probably going to have more anxiety the next day. And if you, a lot of people who have insomnia, they, they have insomnia because they don't understand how to get to sleep effectively and and stay in to sleep and get into deep sleep so you feel better the next day so you're constantly kind of in this vicious cycle of not taking care of yourself and it causes all those you know poor thoughts that we don't want to have and all the stress so lack of sleep makes us more reactive more moody emotional stressed out and you're in that sympathetic fight or flight state so you are, I'm sure, like I was saying earlier, you've had that. I'm sure you've met a friend or family member who, oh, I slept awful, and they're kind of just like yelling and reactive. And if you've been in airports where people are kind of walking around like zombies, they're not happy. They're pissed off. They're freaking out. They just snap. Like if you give somebody a dirty look or if one of the um, TSA people ask, hey, can I check your bag? And you see somebody screaming right in front of you to this person who's just doing their job. And a lot of it is just because they're, they're, not, they're not sleeping. So they're not, they're just not all there. Truly, you're just not all there when you're not sleeping. And if you get more sleep, you're going to be more calm, less stress, less worry. So let's talk about a, a couple things as to what sleep massively affects. So like I said, number one, your brain. So your brain is not optimal without sleep. You can't remember things. You to be able to learn, you need effect you need consistent sleep. So you see like everybody in academia, especially through college, and I saw it, but I, I was never the one to do it. Uh, because I started learning a little more about sleep, is they're studying and studying all night, all nighters for the test. And the problem with that is you might try to cram all that information, but you're never going to download it. So a good analogy of what I heard is that your memory from that, say today, is a short-term USB drive. 
And when you get into quality sleep, you empty that USB drive into a long-term storage and it transfers and you have that information for good. But if you don't sleep optimally, the sleep, the information never transfers off that USB drive and you wake up the next day with the USB drive still full and you can't learn any more information. Um, so you actually perform worse if you're that person trying to study for the test or do the all-nighter because you didn't sleep and then you just forget all the information anyway. So when it comes to learning, sleep is huge, absolutely huge. Number two, it's going to be your immune system. So your immune system, you know, a lot of people think just pure sickness, but your immune system fights off cancer, fights off disease, fights off Alzheimer's and dementia down the line as we, as we grow and we get older into later adulthood. So a study showed that if you have, through seven-day week, if you have one four-hour night of sleep, you have a 70% reduction in natural killer cells. So those are the killer cells that, you know, keep your immune system functioning at its optimal level. So that little bit of poor sleep for one night gives you a 70% reduction in these killer cells. So you got to think one poor night of sleep can potentially make you sick in the simplest terms. Or if you know somebody who's sick all the time, it's probably because they're not getting good sleep. A lot of the time. Sleep is the biggest factor for a strong immune system. Hands down. Hands down. Number three, weight loss. Now I work with a lot of folks who wanna lose weight and a lot of people who are interested in losing weight The number one thing I look at when it comes to my four pillars of success, again, is sleep. So there's a hormone misregulation when you don't sleep. So there's a hormone called leptin. This hormone makes you feel full, makes you feel satisfied after you eat a meal. And then there's ghrelin, which is a hormone that is in charge of your hunger. So when you sleep less than six hours, ghrelin goes up. And leptin goes down, which means you have more cravings throughout the day and you're hungry throughout the day. So you crave those carbs and the sugar and your hormones are essentially pushing you to gain weight and get fat just because you didn't sleep. That's pretty significant that you might not be able to lose weight just because you don't sleep. So your body essentially goes into this emergency mode when you don't sleep, saying that this fat needs to be held on and something bad is going to happen. So get your sleep, and it's going to really help regulate your hormones, which helps regulate your appetite. So those are the three, the big three on why sleep's important, um, at least from a brain, immune system, and weight loss perspective. So a couple tips that I'm going to give out that I give to everybody I work with is habits that need to be implemented to improve your sleep. So these are huge. Very important is that you need to be aware 
of caffeine. Everybody, not everybody, a lot of people obviously drink tea or coffee. But you need to realize that that caffeine has a half-life of seven hours, which means only half of your caffeine is digested in seven hours. So what I recommend, and it could be different for everybody because everybody processes caffeine at a different rate, some are faster, some are slower, is to not have any caffeine after noon. Try that, and I bet you're going to get a lot better sleep. I know I do it, and I know in the times where I'm tired and I try and have like maybe a cup of coffee at 2, I'm a little bit more restless when it's time to sleep. The next tip is to avoid alcohol if you don't need it or if you're not, if it's not necessary. Now, I know a lot of people enjoy alcohol. It's one of the things that are preached in today's society is that the only way you can have a fun time or de-stress is by drinking alcohol. But if you drink alcohol and you have that beer or two beers every night, is that you're not going to get into deep sleep. And that sedation and people say it helps them sleep, you never get into the deep sleep. And your body essentially just goes into this, I guess, uh, zombie mode. But physiologically, you never recover. So it disrupts those sleep patterns, and that's something you don't want if you want to wake up feeling energized in the morning. The next tip is to schedule your time around sleep. So whatever time you have to get up in the morning, you should be in bed by eight, by eight hours before you have to get up. It's that simple. Eight hours before you have to get up, get in your bed, and get ready for sleep. And you need to get up just about at the same time and go to sleep at the same time every day. So your body gets used to that cycle. Next tip is to try not to exercise two hours before sleep. Obviously, when you exercise, you're hyped up. You get that fight fight or flight sympathetic response that you don't want because you're trying to get into a parasympathetic state, which is that calming, relaxing state at night. So you don't want to work out at 9 o'clock at night and then try to go to sleep at 9.30. Your, your body's going to be all pumped up, not ready for bed, and you're going to be sitting there staring at the ceiling, I'm sure. Next tip is try not to eat a large meal or drink a lot of water late at night. A lot of times when you have a large meal, your body needs to digest all that food And if you're going to try and go right to sleep, it might be difficult to get into that sleep. And even if you do get into that sleep, your body's going to be more focused on breaking down that food in your digestive tract versus getting your brain into an optimal sleep pattern so you can recover. Obviously, if you drink lots of water, you're going to be up frequently through the night. And if you're up frequently through the night, you're not going to be able to get into that deep sleep again. Also, a lot of times, I myself, when I have, say, too much water before it's time to go to bed, I find myself having trouble going back to sleep. I wake up like a complete zombie, half awake, go to the restroom, come back, and I can't get back to sleep. So be aware of that. Another good thing is to try and relax and practice some parasympathetic activities. So some of that may be meditation Um, breathing, nose breathing, inhaling for four seconds, exhaling for eight, 
doing some soft tissue mobilizations at night, trying to work on the stiffness around your joints, um, maybe going for a walk around the block, practicing some gratitude, journaling some of your thoughts, take a cold shower is huge. If you can get into a cold shower and decrease your body temperature because your body wants to be cold at night, that's another huge thing that you can do. Um, next step, uh, I should say tip would be to, you got to get off the electronics one hour before bed, minimum, put the phone on airplane mode, set your alarm for the next day, put it on the charger, get it out of your room, get it out of your sight, because if it's in your sight, you're probably going to look at it. Turn off the TV. If there's a TV in your room, I highly don't recommend that because you're probably going to want to watch TV at some time. You should make your room a sanctuary for rest and relaxation. You shouldn't try and do tons of work in your room or, or leisure activities. It should be a, a place of rest, and you should respect that for yourself and for your own health. So that bedroom, a couple more tips following that, is that you need to try and get the bedroom as dark as possible. So have some blackout curtains. You can even wear an eye mask um, if you're up for that. You don't want any light from any type of alarm clock or any uh, lamps that are too bright or just really you want it dark. You don't want any lights from outside coming in. Mm, the darker, the better. And you don't want any screens on, obviously, as I said. Um, the good key is to what I do, I have this really small light or sometimes I, I like candles. As soon as it goes dark say uh, whatever whatever time zone you're in and it's dark I slowly start dampening my light so say I had the big fan light on my whole room was lit up now I'm going to put a really small light on and maybe I even put a light on in the room in the back and I just get a slight little bit of light coming through my room so I'm telling myself all these tips are to tell yourself your brain that it's time for sleep I'm sure we all remember when we were a child Maybe you had that bedtime story that your mom or dad read you or your brother or sister read or, or some sort of nightly routine where you knew it's time for bed. And that's all we're trying to do is, hey, it's time for bed. Your brain recognizes it and it's that much easier for you to get to sleep and get to deep sleep. The more you practice, the easier it gets. Um, so that's really, uh, oh, my apologies. Uh, temperature is pretty large, pretty huge. Uh, you want it from 62 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Obviously, I'm sure everybody knows when you're really hot, it's very hard to sleep. So if you can get your room to 65 degrees, you're going to be great. As I was saying, when you're laying down, it's really good to try and breathe through your nose and really control your breathing. A lot of people that I've worked with, they say they can't sleep or they have insomnia and they're up at night, sleep apnea. A lot of people just mouth breathe and there's a lot of studies and a lot of research now saying we are meant to breathe through our nose, not through our mouth. So practice big deep breaths, belly breaths in through your nose, out through your nose. And the more you can do that, the more your brain's going to be at a calm, relaxed state. You don't want to be breathing through your mouth, getting all hyped up as you're trying to shut down for the end of the day. Um... I believe that touches everything. So if this helped you by any means, 
or if this information you may have never heard of or you know somebody that it could benefit if you send it to them please share it I want everybody to get this information I want everybody to improve their life this is simple easy to follow practical information that you can implement tonight so please share it with a friend repost it on social media uh, tell your mom and dad about it um, whatever you can do I greatly appreciate it and I greatly appreciate you listen to it so thank you for listening to today's episode I hope I was able to shine some light on today's topic remember keep learning keep moving and never stop improving one love everybody For more information on how to connect with me, work with me, or come to one of my group classes, check out my website, movementandmobilizations.com. Also check out my Instagram, David Michael Maloney, or send me an email. I'm always open to answer any questions and lend a helping hand, movementandmobilizations at gmail.com. Thank you very much. I look forward to hearing from you.